Hello, friends. Welcome to the Messenger Podcast, where our goal is to develop messengers whose lives tell the story of the gospel. I'm your host, Addison Bavir, and today we've got another episode of the We Are Messengers series, and I have Austin Bavir in the studio with me. Hello. Hello, Austin. Hey, I'm looking at our uh, our notes for the show, and it says Wham! for We Are Messengers, which just reminds me of one of my favorite Christmas songs, Last Christmas. Are you going to sing that for us? Um, I won't, and I actually have a story about it. So the closest... Wait, but Wham! I've, is W-H-A-M. It doesn't matter. It, it's phonetics. Is that a thing? That's not a thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, kind of. Thank you. Okay, cool. <laughs> so the closest I've ever come to singing karaoke was at an ugly sweater party. Really? And my friend dared me to go up and sing, and I was so close to singing last Christmas. Like, did I you get up it. and actually like grab the microphone? No, uh-uh. Or you just thought I just about thought about it in my head. I saw myself doing it, and I, I ran away. But I did sing it at the the top of my voice on the way home. So. I, I have heard you sing it, too. Last Christmas? Yeah. Well, I've been singing it, like, in the last five minutes, and it's been going through my head this entire time. So we're way early for Christmas, so I'm sorry. <laughs> way, way early for Wham! and Last Christmas. But we are messengers, and, and Austin, thank you for that. And we're talking about this idea of we are messengers, and it's not just you and me, Austin. It's all of us. Every single one of us as followers of Christ, we are messengers that's a that's a part of our identity in Christ the world out there they're they're looking for, to see something different they're looking to see a different message and we have the good news we have the message of life and our our lives are supposed to tell that story yeah and this is something that's been birthed in messenger we've been thinking hey um as as an organization as a ministry what do we do and I, we believe our our mission is to make messengers yeah that's absolutely. our end goal yeah so I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, that's the whole Matthew 28 thing. We are supposed to make messengers. And so we've been talking about different attributes of messengers, and today we're going to hit on a new attribute. What attribute is that, Austin? Messengers are faithful. Faithful. So, Austin, what is, I mean, that's one of those words I think can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. So what does faithfulness mean to you in the context of being a messenger? Yikes. That's a great question. Um, I was totally not prepared for this. Really? No, I'm, I'm prepared. Um, I think it means, when I think of faithfulness, and um, you hear a lot of different words used to kind of describe it, but one that comes to mind is loyalty. Um, does that make sense? Absolutely. And yeah. so, like, wherever you're at, being faithful to where you're at mm-hmm. or being loyal to where you're at. Yeah. Wh- why, do you think, why do you think there's such a strong connection between faithfulness and loyalty? Hmm, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. Why not do you sure. think? Well, okay, you're going to turn that back around. Yes, on me, absolutely. Huh? I'd like to so, <laughs> throw it back to so, you. So, if you look at the word faithful, right? Um, it originally, the the idea behind faithful was full of faith, like wonderful is full of wonder. Okay. So faithful. So um, when when you say you're faithful to something, it means you have faith in that thing. So if I have faith in you as my brother, faith in you as whatever role you're performing in life, then that means I'm going to be loyal to you There's because I have loyalty. Because I have, you faith, have faith in, you. in me. Wow. So that that's, actually makes sense. That's the connection between faith and loyal and faithfulness and loyalty. Wow. I love that. Okay. All right. So yeah. where's an area of, of your life where you feel like you've been tested in this area of faithfulness? Oh, gosh. A lot. So I, I think the biggest test for me has been me questioning God's faithfulness to me because doubting my I doubt my worthiness of his faith. Okay. Now, is there a specific area of life where you're like I really 
am wrestling with this idea of faithfulness or that you've wrestled through? Well, yeah, I mean, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but back in 2014, I went through a really hard season of my life, and I felt like I was put into a position of leadership that I had no business being in, and I felt very unqualified and unequipped and unsupported to be in that role, and my my frustration that season was directed at God. It was the hardest time of your life. Hardest time of my life. I was there. Yeah, you were there. I remember it. You, you witnessed it. You were part of it. And and I remember during that season, I I'd, there was there was one week I didn't sleep for three days, not, not at all. I was so stressed out. I was so worried. I was so concerned. And um, after three days of not sleeping, I went into the office. It was like two a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, I can't sleep. I might as well this, just go. This happens office. frequently in this season. I would get emails from Addison <laughs> at random times, text messages. Oh, I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. What is Addison what doing? Is he doing? Yes, he's not sleeping because he's stressed out. Anyway, I went, I went to the office. And I was crying out to God, and this whole time over the three days of not sleeping, God wouldn't give me anything. I felt like it was just nothing there, just nothing. Like, he wouldn't speak to me. There was no comfort. There was no peace that transcends understanding, just nothing. And all he would give me was read Psalm 121. Read Psalm 121. Read Psalm 121. And I got honestly, I got so sick of reading Psalm 121. It's eight verses. It's one of the Psalms of Ascent. And I was at work that day, 2 a.m. in the morning. And he tells me again to read Psalm 121. And I'm honestly like, God, this is an abusive relationship. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, if you say this one more time, I'm going to flip out on you. And and he's like, read it again. I pull out my Bible. I read it again. Even though I have it memorized, I read it again. And then, not I'm not kidding you, five minutes later, so it's 2 a.m. in the morning, I get a text message. From Chris Pace. From Chris Pace. Who's also on the podcast. Who's also on the podcast. But he was living in Australia. He was Australia. living in Australia and had no idea what was going on in my life. And no idea what was going on. We hadn't talked and in years, honestly, we hadn't talked in years. And he sends me a text message. And you know what he says in the text message? Psalm 121. That's it. The eight verses from Psalm 121. That's it. That's all. That's all he sent me. I looked at my phone. I read that. So he was in Australia at the time. So he was like a day ahead of us and seven hours behind us. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And I just broke. I just started bawling right there. I remember that. It was a turning point. We had a, we had a staff prayer that yep. morning. And uh, you talking about it, but that was a turning point. It was. And then that day when I was driving home, the Holy Spirit asked me, why, why did you have Psalm 121 memorized? And, and I, I didn't remember at first. And then he reminded me that when I was in third grade, I memorized it for a speech competition. And he showed me, he said, when you were in third grade, I knew you would need this psalm now. And wow. I put it in your heart because I saw this moment in time. And that was one of those moments where I realized God the way you deal so intentionally with me, the way you deal so faithfully with me, even though I feel so unworthy and I'm full of doubt and full of insecurity, it astounds me. I'm going to lean into your faithfulness. And I think for all of us as messengers, I would think it's really hard for us to be faithful as messengers if we don't first acknowledge and rely in God's faithfulness to us. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, because you, you have nothing to stand on. You're like, why am I doing this? If you don't know that God's going to back you up, that God's promises are true, that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. So are you glad you were faithful through that season? Oh, absolutely. And I think I think that's hard because everybody's in a season where they're questioning should they be faithful or not. They don't have the perspective of the other side yet. All right, so let, let me ask you a specific question on that. So what if what if someone is in a dynamic with a leader who is just really, really bad? Like, it's just a rough dynamic, but they feel like they're supposed to be 
there. They're supposed to be in that organization, serving on that team. How do they navigate that dynamic with the leader while still being faithful? Well, first of all, it's not easy. So I'm not going to give just a cookie cutter answer and say, oh, just, you know, do this. Get over it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely. It's it's hard. It's it's part of your life. It's a big part of your life. But there are many um, places in the Bible where it says, you know, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Um, and, and I think keeping that perspective of, hey, God, you placed this leader in my life. It's for a reason. It's hard to see the reason right now, but it's for a reason. And I'm going to continue to serve and honor this person. Um, and I'm going to work as if it's unto you yeah. and not unto the behavior of my boss or the behavior of my leader. Yeah, that's so good. I think it's easy for us to lose sight of the size of God compared to the size of our leader in situations like that. Like we make our leader and their influence in our lives bigger than God's providence in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I look at the life of Joseph. He had a leader who accused him of rape. He he found himself in prison. He like, It just seemed like the leaders were doing everything in his life to move him away from God's call on his life, right? The yeah. dream that God had given to him. And yet, despite all of that, because Joseph was faithful through the process, he was honoring of his leaders, he was faithful through the process, what God had spoken over his life, the vision that God had for his life came to pass. And it's it's a humbling thing for us to realize that no leader, no person can get us out of God's plan for our lives. Yeah. No leader can do that. No leader has the power to do that. And when we're faithful wherever God calls us, God will use imperfect people to reveal his faithfulness to us, to do a perfect work in our lives. And that's powerful. And honestly, that's when we really start to understand how faithful and how good God is. Yeah. And I, I don't know, we're, we're touching on calling right now. I don't know who came up with this question, but it's a very, very good question. Is loyalty or our loyalty and calling mutually exclusive? So you feel like you have a call in your life, but you're in the season that you're currently in, and there's that gap. So how do you kind of reconcile, hey, this is where I'm at, and this is where I want to be? Does what you're doing this season actually matter towards your calling? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Or do you just jump ahead? Yeah, and, and we've we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I, this whole idea of your calling is one specific expression and one specific time is is an illusion. Again, and, and honestly, it breeds the wrong things in us. Every moment of our lives, every season of our lives is significant. Even if it feels like what we're doing right now isn't quote-unquote our calling, it is a part of our calling, is a part of building our calling. So if, if we do feel like God is calling us into a, a season of change and faithfulness to what he's placed on us requires us to move into a new season, whether that's move to a new organization or whatever that may be, um, then I would say run to something, don't run from something. Yep. So if you're running to that call, if you're running to that vision, if faithfulness requires you to step out, then do it. But there's a right way to do that. Yep. And a lot of people do that from a place of hurt or do that from a place of anger and bitterness. And unfortunately, they carry those qualities into their next season, even though that next season is the ideal that they were hoping for and wanting to move to. So in, in just something in my own life, as I've been going through seasons of transitions and maybe doing something that I don't want to do long yeah. term, I know I don't want to do this long term. What have I been able to learn through that? And if you look at any job you have, I mean, one aspect is, let's say you're going back to the clash with your boss or just having a tough time with your boss. You're learning, 
hey, when I'm putting a position of leadership, what I don't want to do. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and it could be as small as that. But also when you are in that position of leadership, you will look back and probably have more respect for your leader. There's other things like let's say you're in a, a, a job right now that requires a ton of administration or communication. Maybe those are skills that you have to grow into for what you're going to be doing next. As a marketing manager, I've had to learn a lot about analytics and realize, hey, maybe I shouldn't always shoot from the hip. And I believe, even though your intuition is on my point, my intuition most of is time. great. <laughs> but I'm trying to make a point right, right now. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> but no, I, I've learned the value of analytics. And hey, you can have three different opinions in the room, but it's nice to be able to back that with right. analytics. So whatever season you're in right now, you're going to take what you're learning into the next season. And I'll say this: like you use Joseph as an example, King David came to mind from the Bible, and um, an example is David knew he was anointed to be king. But when he was brought into the palace for the first time, it wasn't to be king. It was to serve um, playing the harp, which is... And serve a crazy king. And serve a crazy king. So he could be like, nah, I don't want to do this. I'm supposed to be king. Saul was a king from a young age. I want to be a king from a young age. But instead, he served him playing the harp. And he could have been like, I'm not called to be a musician. I'm called to be a king. But if you look at the Bible, there's tons of psalms that were done from David, and part of that was what he was growing in that season. And so ultimately, he knew his calling, one of his callings, was to be a king, but it was also the one of the biggest legacies we have of, of, from him is is the Psalms and the, the music that has come from that. And so um, I would encourage you, you don't know what legacy you're actually leaving in this season, even if you don't feel like it's ultimately your calling, your your final calling. And that's why I do love the idea of, calling is a journey and it's not just one specific thing that's good austin so and to what we discussed earlier with psalm 121 i found in my season thousands of years after king david i found comfort in the psalms yep so that in that season of my life is when i first really started to read the psalms like really get into the tension of the psalms i I love the psalms because it seems like oftentimes the writer is speaking out of both sides of his mouth it's like one minute, it's like, God, you are faithful, you are good, you do not forsake me. And the next, it's like, why have you abandoned me? And I, and I think that's a great window in, into our journey and this journey of faithfulness, like trying to understand God's faithfulness to us and trying to understand how we're supposed to be faithful to others. And, and I know for me, because David was faithful to what God had put on his life in every single season, thousands of years later, I found comfort in those Psalms through my own struggle, through my own journey. And so we have no idea the implications of our faithfulness. It's so easy to make it just about us, like uh, my calling, my season, this decision that is mine. But in reality, every single decision that we make, when we decide to be faithful, the ramifications go so far beyond what we can see in this moment. And when we live with that perspective, it gives us the courage and it gives us the steadfastness to be faithful in the midst of adversity. So, and just speaking of those, I loved what you said. Speaking of the highs and the lows um, of King David or someone else who's writing the psalm, um, it, faithfulness does not look like perfection. And I, I do want to say that for our listeners is you may have done this horribly wrong. You may be doing this right maybe 50% of the time, 40% of the time. What I want to encourage you is every single day is a new day. So if you're driving to work right now, that means changing your perspective from I don't want to go in today to being Lord, I'm so thankful you put me in this position. I thank you that I have influence with the people that are in my world. 
And I thank you that you're teaching me what faithfulness looks like. And it can be as simple as that. And I think the more times you get faithfulness right, the better. But yeah. I mean, 100% is not going to happen. There's been times where I've not been a great uh, employee. Yeah. And But my goal is to constantly become better and better. Yeah, it's so good, Austin. It's true. I mean, and the enemy of our souls, he he tries to steal from our present by bringing up what where we have been, but the past is not ours. What we have is the present. What we have is the future. And faithfulness comes with each and every day, right? Every day we have a choice to be faithful. And what you hit on, I think, is so important. Thankfulness. Hey, God, I'm thankful for what's happening today. I'm thankful for this opportunity. When we enter our assignment or season of entrustment with thanksgiving, then it positions us to be faithful. It's really hard to be faithful when we're not thankful. That's yeah. that's real that's really hard to do. And I, I personally believe that thankfulness is the most powerful form of spiritual warfare. Yep. Thankfulness it, will get you through anything. It'll get you through anything, absolutely anything, because it's it's so um it 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 goes by it goes like behind the scenes of what's actually happening. And honestly, the spiritual warfare, it fights things that we cannot see. And that's why we're told to praise and to give thanks and to honestly act offer a sacrifice of praise, which means it's difficult to give. It's difficult to yield. Like It's hard in this moment to be thankful. But what that does is it says, enemy of my soul, like you don't have the final say of what's going on in my world right now. I'm going to align myself with what God has spoken over me and spoken over my future. And then honestly, from that place of thanksgiving, we get eyes to see what's happening around us. So good. So one, one thing that uh, would help people grow, our listeners grow in faithfulness. So you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I would say, and this is a little intangible, but I would say trust God. Um, that there's, in my mind, there's nothing more important than growing in faithfulness than trusting God, because if you don't trust God, your your desire will be to trust yourself, which means you're making moves that you shouldn't make. You're, you're, you're living out frustrations that you shouldn't live out. You're comparing yourself to this person on Instagram or this friend who just got promoted or this person who seems like everything's going right for them. It, my one piece of advice would be to trust God, which is probably one of the hardest things to do, but one of the most important things to do. Yeah. Because he does say, if you're faithful with little, little I will um, make you faithful over much. Yeah. And so that's what I would say is I would say, trust God with the season you are currently in. Don't ignore the desires of your heart or anything like that. Um, talk that through with God, but where he's put you right now, trust him with that and that he has the ability to take you from where you are to where you feel like you need to be yeah. or where what he's placed on your heart. That's good. I mean, he's the only one who knows the end from the beginning. True. We, we would like to know the end from the beginning, but we don't, so we have to trust. If I was Joseph, if I was David, if I was so many um, people in the Bible, I would have been like, yeah, this yeah, is so wrong, <laughs> so wrong. But yeah. they trusted. Yeah. In addition to practicing thankfulness, um, I would say view faithfulness as bigger than you. And we hit on this earlier. Actually take the time to take a step back and be like, okay, what does faithfulness mean for the people in my world? So if you're a parent, what is being faithful to your children? What does it mean for them? Not just what it requires of you or the toll that it, that it takes on you, but what does it mean for them? as your kids? What does it mean for your spouse? What does it mean for your coworkers? What does it mean for the, your leaders? What does it mean for the people who you're leading? See your world, see your decisions 
bigger than the light of just your own personal individual journey. And honestly, that will give you the fuel, that'll give you the courage to make decisions that are difficult in the moment, that feel like short-term negatives, but are honestly long-term positives that are amazing decisions that are going to lead to those to those feelings of satisfaction and meaning and fulfillment that we crave. Love it. And I will represent John Bevere if he was here. He would say, faithfulness is multiplication. Mm-hmm. And so Addison and I, we work out in the morning together. I just like to bring up uh, any time that I work out, I like to get it out there just for bragging. But Something I've, I know is when I'm working out, you can tell when you're actually trying and when you're doing just enough to get by. And I would say that's another thing is like whatever it is, whether it's your marriage, you can be coasting when it's raising your kids or your job. I would encourage you look to multiply, yeah. look to go further than you have before, because that's literally saying that's going from I have to to I get to. Yeah, that's right. And that's what the faithful servant does is he multiplies. That's so. right. Just yeah. wanted to add that in there. And and we live we live in a world of faithlessness. And yeah. so when we're faithful as messengers in whatever context we find ourselves in, we are to, we are communicating a different message. And that's what this is all about. I want to transition to a listener review. We love hearing from you guys. And if you could take a minute right now and click the subscribe button and write a review, that would help us so much. It helps us get these messages out and let us know what your favorite episode was and why. And today's review comes from Gabby Ella Girl. And she wrote, I couldn't be more thankful for this incredible podcast. The Messenger podcast talks about issues that need to be talked about in such a loving and truthful way. It's raw, real, and necessary. Gabby Ella Girl, thank you so much for taking the time to write that review. Again, it really helps us get this message out, so please do that. And also, if you haven't already, make sure you check out All Access. That's our discipleship community. We have over 3,000 people in there now, people learning and growing in what it means to be a follower of Christ. We have a ton of resources on there. Austin, what's one of your favorite courses? Oh, man, I'm biased, but Renew. renew. Yeah. <laughs> and we're actually we're filming a course soon on finances. Yeah. So what is it? Awesome. What, what are you going to call it? Making Money Simple? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, money Made Simple. Money Made Simple. Yeah. That's what it is. There yeah, it is. That's awesome. Anyway, there's so many different things in there. We realize that this idea of being a messenger, being a disciple, it affects every area of our lives. And so we want to give you tools in every area of your life. So check that out. There's coaching. There's community. There's great content. And you actually get a, because you listen to the podcast, you actually get a free month trial. So go to messengerpodcast.com forward slash all access. That's messengerpodcast.com forward slash all access, and you can jump in. Cool. Austin, thank you so much for the time today. I feel like you kind of flipped the script and played the role of interviewer today, which was great. I did. I, I was like, you know what? I haven't, I probably don't have as much notes as Edison, so <laughs> I'm just going to ask the question. <laughs> That's so you. It's so your personality. Anyway, I love you. Thank you for being on here. And all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in today. You are the reason why we do this. And as you go, remember that you are, you are the messenger to the people in your world. Your life is a message. So lean into God's grace and watch your world change. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time.